D Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Uh, we have a very special guest in the house tonight. His name, Nate Abarea. Darren, Nate, pleasure to see you both. Hello. Welcome into the podcast, Nate Abare. Guess who's been the three punk ales most recently as of this recording, which is a Monday night, I believe the 25th of April? Sixth. Sixth? Whatever. Who's counting? It's not that kind of podcast. Nate Abarea was there at three punk ales this afternoon. I was there with Emo Brown himself, Senor Steve Garcia, great friend of the pod, great sponsor of the pod. I was poured a uh, nice couple of glasses of barrel-aged Putin on the Ritz. So uh, I am not as much buzzed as I would say I am beaming with local pride as we start this podcast. I am beaming with South Bay pride. Mm. I am beaming with local football culture pride and passion. So away we go. Uh, I don't know how special, quote unquote, special of a guest I really am, but I am ready for this edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Jordan, yeah. with a recent uh, guest of the Emo Brown podcast, yeah. Jordan Carruth. Uh, that is true. I had a great time. Check out the podcast. Um, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to be very honest. I'm, I am buzzed on this podcast. We pushed this back several times. So I'm on to drink number three now. So this is going to be a very different edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Uh, wish me luck. This is all your fault. <laughs> I was excited for yesterday when we were originally supposed to do the show uh, before someone on this uh, trio panel not named Jordan or Nate came up with some last minute excuse about why we couldn't do it. Um, I was actually extra excited because yesterday I had a very uh, cool San Diego first. Yesterday was my first time at the San Diego Zoo. And I had this spectacular day at the San Diego Zoo and a dear friend of yours truly and little Van Dyke, uh, Sofia Espinosa, we went to the zoo and, and we got to actually have this like behind the scenes experience and we were just having a great time having Modellos and Shandies at the zoo. And I was going to get to do a soccer podcast at the end of it all. But then somehow it got canceled the very last second. Did uh -huh. you see behind the scenes? Yeah. What were you doing? We got to see uh, porcupines and cheetahs and a few other uh, uh, choice animals in a, uh, a very, very cool, cool exhibit. Yeah, Dude, but that's nothing. That's all outside of Stadio Caliente. Like how dare you indicates like you're in the cages with the animals or like feeding them or something. Seeing shit. I, we I got to feed. I feed. Uh, I fed some flamingos yesterday. The plural, oh. the plural of flamingos actually, by the way, is a flamboyance of flamingos. I learned that guy. at the San Diego Zoo. I, I, I fed a flamboyance of flamingos and uh, also a dazzle of zebras yesterday. Wow. There you go. Onward with the soccer team. Yeah. What a day. <laughs> and the whole point of that was that I was really excited to come home and do a fucking soccer show with yeah. you. With you. And at the last minute, it was canceled five minutes yeah. before we were supposed to do the fucking show. So how yeah. about that? You want the real yeah. talk to start this thing? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I can wear that. I'll wear it. I don't care. I, 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 as I told you guys, I had two choices last night, right? Due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> I could either be a bad podcast host or I could be a bad husband. So fuck the two of you. I chose to be a better husband than a podcast host. Sorry. Nate, Nate um, you went to the zoo for the first time ever. If you had to pick a spirit animal that you saw at the zoo yesterday, uh, which animal would be your spirit animal? Um, I got to see a lot of really, really beautiful, beautiful creatures yesterday. Um, yeah, we're talking was, about your spirit animal, though. Well, my spirit animal, we've talked about this off the air. Me and Steve Garcia, shout out again to Emo Brown himself. We've talked about this. My spirit animal is a, a neighborhood tomcat. So naturally, I feel drawn to jaguars and cheetahs and panthers, but that's far too flattering for a person like me. That's why I'm a I'm a neighborhood tomcat. You know, hey, don't don't fuck with me. I leave you alone. You leave me alone. We're cool. You know, that's kind of my mentality with a lot of things in life. Yesterday, the coolest experience was hanging out with the giraffes and the giraffes to tie this all back to a uh, soccer podcast. One Peter Crouch, a, a, a great Liverpool legend, a, a sort of football folk hero, a Premier League legend in, in, in all meanings of the word. Peter Crouch, uh, his spirit animal is a giraffe. And I really felt as I was eating the giraffes yesterday that I was sort of like, you know, feeding and showing gratitude to Peter Crouch. That was that was what I felt like. It was like, thanks for that beautiful bicycle kick against Bolton in 2006. Thanks for, you know, that goal against Arsenal in 08. There you go. Peter Crouch. I hung out with Peter Crouch. That was my spirit animal. Peter Crouch. Mm. I like it. Jordan, you're the host of this thing. This show is getting off to a flying start, and your special guest is contributing greatly. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I I think we're off to a pretty good start, actually. Um, Darren and I are off to Phoenix this week, which is very exciting. Um, we have a lot to talk about on the podcast. We can talk about San Diego loyal or guys. I can just have you say flattering things about Chelsea who are still in champions league. So your choice, we can go two different ways. We Wait. are at a fork in the Wait. road, if you will. No, no, no. Um, what was your favorite moment? Of the super league. Of being <laughs> a member of- well, tell us all what your favorite moment of, of our time together in the super league was. Oh, Wow. The 48-hour history yeah. of the European Super League. Um, the part we bailed. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Well, some of us haven't done that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it was the – I thought for sure, Jordan, you were going to say it was the, the nonstop shitting on Tottenham. Um, there are very popular clips getting <laughs> that are going around. That it, and this is just another way to make fun of Tottenham, which is fantastic. You get 48 hours of this, you get a couple uh, Tottenham jokes along the side, and uh, it's coming back. That's my main thing with the Super League. Darren asked me this on, on the radio show. He invited me on the radio show. Nate, did you hear that? Did you listen? Um, we chatted <laughs> about the Super League, and the my main thing is I think it's coming back. Am I wrong? I think it's coming back in a different way. It didn't work this way. They still want the money. They're going to go ahead and try to figure out this tournament. They want control, obviously, of the tournament. So they're going to figure out a way to do it. And it's probably not going to happen now, clearly, but it's probably going to happen about five, 10 years from now. Eventually, it's going to happen. That's my main takeaway from the Super League. If you don't like it now, you're probably not going to like it in a couple of years. And it's definitely coming, which is the shitty part. Yeah. The fleece job is 100% on from all of these owners who are sort of acting as if they've been defeated 
Cronky uh, uh, at Arsenal is a great example where uh, this this glorious heroic group of of former Arsenal players and the uh, oh the millionaire billionaire man who the <laughs> the billionaire man who uh, owns Spotify I can't keep track of all these billionaires and trillionaires these days uh, but this sort of you know pseudo nobility clad group coming in of, of former players and other millionaires and billionaires to rescue the club. And they're basically estimating that Kroenke is, uh, who is now from the last thing I heard, considering selling uh, his, his majority stake in, in Arsenal football club. And he would make uh, somewhere around 1 billion over what he paid for it, where he, he, he paid uh, just over 1 billion. He would basically make the sale for 2.15. I don't have the exact numbers, but something to the, to the effect of two plus compared to the one plus that he bought in for. So I find that is kind of a, a great little add on to the whole thing. And yet kind of something that sums the whole fleece job suspicion about the super league up and that, you know, these these greedy owners are going to figure out a way to get out ahead. And maybe this was all just a bluff. Maybe this really was all just a bluff. Who knows? Because they're going to make their money one way or the other. Barca's still in it. So uh, I think the, the league's still on. It's going to be Barca against Madrid every single week. I look forward to that. We'll yeah. call it La Liga. That way anyway. <laughs> hey, it's the most competitive league in Europe right now. Uh, but I mean, it's different there. It's totally different because our clubs are owned by fans. That was my second far- favorite part about it was Florentino Perez being humiliated over and over again on Spanish television. But I don't know. Well, and I also sent this uh, to to you, Darren, during the in in the midst of all of it, in the middle of the the forty eight hours of chaos uh, surrounding <laughs> surrounding the Super League, as this thing will likely just drift away. They're talking about punishment from Italian leagues and and Spanish FAs and English FAs with with this punishment in UEFA. It'll slowly drift away, much like many other important things in in the news cycle these days that should have a longer focus on them. It'll drift away and we'll get back to the status quo of UEFA and FIFA doing their best to, you know, tap as much uh, uh, out of the greed of the game as, as, as they possibly can. But one of the things that really cracked me up the most was the suspicion that I had that Chelsea and Manchester city would be the first two clubs to publicly withdraw and then sort of, kind of disown this idea of the European Super League and claim that they were, for all intents and purposes, dragged into it at, at the last second. And I find it hilarious, just if anybody knowing the, the financial histories of Roman Abramovich's Chelsea and the uh, Abu Dhabi ownership of Manchester City, and that those two clubs and those two clubs' ownerships would really, at the end of this, kind of come out looking rather noble and heroic. I, I, I find the greatest bit of humor and irony, that's my favorite part of it, the notion that Roman Abramovich at Chelsea and the owners of Manchester City look like Robin Hoods yeah. in this case. And yeah. that is a definition of fucked up in so many different ways. Yeah, Chelsea and Manchester City somehow found the moral high ground in the story. It was not the twist I was expecting. <laughs> Do you want to talk Champions League? I want to talk about San Diego Loyal. That's what I'm most excited about. 
We ready yeah. to go straight to it? The way we're going straight to Phoenix this week. Darren and I are going to go to Phoenix. This we announced this on Darren's Phoenix. show last week. And I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast yet, Darren. Uh, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But we will be going to Phoenix for Match Day Live. We're going to be there at the brand new stadium for the pregame show and the postgame show coming up on Friday. That's right. It's a Friday match. I'm oh, flying out Friday morning. It's going to be a quick trip for me. I'm going to be there for like uh, 18 hours, I think, maybe. It's supposed to be 1,000 degrees in Chandler, Arizona, which is where Phoenix Rising play. Darren and I will be there. I look forward to it because we are going to be right there inside the stadium, and we're going to have, I'm hoping, guests after Loyal beat Phoenix in their brand-new stadium and kind of just ruin that party. So whoever scores the winning goal or goals, they're going to go ahead and cruise over to our set afterwards, and we're going to have a lot of fun in Phoenix. We hope everyone tunes in on YouTube. We're on YouTube this year. A little bit different. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have you covered on YouTube starting 30 minutes before the match. The match, by the way, is on ESPN2. So if you do want to catch it on television, that's where you can go find it. Seven o'clock kick. We're going to be on the air at 6.30, and then we're going to be on immediately following the match. Jordan and I also recorded a season preview live from Torero Stadium, live on tape, on Friday night where we interviewed Andrew Vasiliadis, the chairman, Warren Smith, the founder and CEO, president, Landon Donovan, Corey Herzog and Alejandro Guido. So be on the lookout for that. I believe that's going to come out in video and audio form on Wednesday night, but we did a season preview watching loyal play its final preseason match against the USD Toreros from Torero stadium, where we're going to be back on May 29th. So how about that? Yeah, we're going to Phoenix YouTube, see you at six 30 and then be on the lookout for the preview match day live as well. Nate, your thoughts. I'm fucking buzzing. I'm fucking buzzing. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, it is match week. Let's We're going to go. go post all that audio to the podcast feed. So those who subscribe to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast, you'll go ahead and see it in this feed. You'll get and, the, uh, the interviews from all five. And for those who somehow, after all this time, uh, you know, didn't get the, the the deep poetry of that reference that I just made there uh, with those three words, uh, please explore the uh, library of the final third on sdloyal.com and uh, read an article written about, you know, that quote and what the words, the, the deep poetry of the words, I'm fucking buzzing. You know, of, of what these words really mean uh, to the soccer match that's going to take place this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was said on our set as well, Jordan. I don't know if you caught that or not, but we had one of our guests say, I'm fucked. He didn't use the F word, but he did say, I'm buzzing about going to Phoenix on Friday night. They're ready. They're looking forward to it. Super stoked for that. I don't know that we're at rivalry stages yet, but. What a way to start a season on a Friday night, 100 degree temperatures out there, wearing the Black Lives Matter kits as well on a Friday night on ESPN2. Pretty solid start. Uh, yeah, one of my biggest takeaways from the interviews that we had at Torero, Alejandro Guido, Corey Herzog, uh, apparently have a celebration ready to go for Phoenix. Yeah. If, if the opportunity presents itself um, at this brand new stadium, if for whatever reason, I don't know, let's say they help play a uh, spoiler it seems like they have a celebration ready to go. Something, I don't know if it's pre-planned, but I think they know where they're headed with this one. 
Yeah, and, they both be giggling about it quite a bit. Didn't you notice that too? They were like, like we got the celebration going on. So I want to see it live on Friday night. There's there's tricks up the sleeve for sure. There's there's a plan for I, I, and I want to actually touch on something that you that you said there, Darren, about, you know, uh, a budding rivalry or, you know, calling it a rivalry and the getting lost. in for me, the humor of of these quotes and, and these colorful quotes and, and quote unquote colorful language and then these types of things that we love that are very unique. And we're talking about second division American soccer and, and this level of, you know, why should people be invested in, in these games and in these teams? And it's like, because the players themselves are invested. That's why that's the number one thing we want to see. And so when you hear, I don't care if the player is from England or, or Mexico or the South end of the globe or the North or East or West end, when they look in a camera and then the question is, what does that season opener mean to you? And you see it, San Diego and Phoenix and they go, I'm fucking buzzing. That makes me care. That makes me want to tune into ESPN two on friday night and it could be fifth division soccer it could be major league soccer it could be top flight i'm pumped for for a game where i know that both sides really care and i don't want to get lost in them quote unquote not liking each other and the rivalry and the the hatred of of loyal versus rising no i just know that 22 people on a pitch at kickoff are like ready to go and that's enough for me so I'm pumped yep. to see season two kick off in that fashion for San Diego Loyal because the fans and everybody who who have worked to to propel it to this juncture right now they deserve a a, a vibe like that one. Yeah, the uh, Pacific Division includes eight teams: L.A., Las Vegas, Orange County, Phoenix, Sacramento, SD Loyal, Tacoma, and Oakland Roots. The new squad, the new team in town, Oakland. So um, those are the eight. Top four will qualify for the postseason. This is very different than what we saw last year. We've only had one season in USL together here in San Diego. Year number two, uh, the team looks different, but also the schedule, the format, everything about it is very different than what we saw in 2020. I looked at the numbers on 538, the website that gives you the, uh, the odds. The consensus between 538 and then also the league's website that just put out a bunch of previews over the weekend and predictions. The consensus is that San Diego will finish fourth in the Pacific Phoenix, the heavy favorites. Once again, this year, orange County, the most often picked second place team in the Pacific Sacramento, third San Diego, fourth. I think it's, it's fair. San Diego has had one year in the league technically did not qualify for the postseason. So it's tough to immediately put them at the top spot as much as we want to. But here's my main thing coming into the year when I see Phoenix is the heavy favorite. San Diego whooped Phoenix's ass last year. Like we looked really good against Phoenix every single time. So my only experience when I see Phoenix is that San Diego typically looks better than that squad. They're really, really good. Obviously, they've won the West two out of the last three years, Phoenix Rising. But that's that's kind of where we stand going into the year. Fourth place is what most people outside of San Diego are saying about Loyal. Fourth place will get you in the postseason, won't it? Top four from each division go. So that gets you in. Would you sign up for it right now? Or do you have higher aspirations than a fourth place finish? I'd sign up for it in a heartbeat. I yeah. mean, you, you guarantee me that 
I'm in the dance. Yeah. And let's dance. Come playoff time and let's galvanize. And that's where camaraderie and teamwork really pays off. And I feel like that is an area where this team, you know, has, I don't want to say an advantage because it's still early in the, the team's history, the club's history. And obviously the 2021 season will be just getting started this weekend, but you know, the three of us have, have had a privilege of, of seeing the inner workings of this thing. And I feel like making the postseason is, is a, integral part of the 2021 season that is a must like you you must make the postseason and i i don't want to sell the team short because i'm sure there are people on the coaching staff who would hear what i'm saying or people even in the supporters groups who would hear what i'm saying go no we should be shooting for top of the table and it's like look if we were talking about a structure where top of the table you know a, a quote-unquote european structure of of a league season and say no we need to you know shoot to win the thing but to win the quote-unquote thing which is the usl championship he's got to get in the dance so i feel like those those uh rankings are accurate as far as anything i'm privy to and i'm pretty close to, to this operation so i feel like yeah let's go like top five or six teams within the entire thing. I was watching Louisville the other day. I saw some highlights from, from Louisville. They look fantastic. They play great football. There's a number of teams in this league who play really good, attractive soccer at this level of the game and, and could go toe to toe on their day with so many MLS teams. So I'm excited for, uh, for loyal. I like the expectation of being a top, a top five team in the entire USL. That's my loyal expectation for this year. So Nate, you said something interesting earlier, something that the three of us have talked about, not on a podcast, which let's talk about it here. So the whole phrase fucking buzzing (laughs) comes from Jack Blake, right? When they find out, they get the, the schedule release, a proper Englishman like Jack, but this is now a trend on SD Loyal social media that they don't bleep anything out. They don't mute anything. And that goes for players. That goes for some of their hype videos. That goes for their manager. They recently had the most random clip that they just put out there of Landon Donovan saying, and I don't know that we can edit it in, Jordan. I'm not trying to make any more work for anybody, but people can go to SD Loyal's Twitter account. They can find this where Landon is like in the dressing room, he's in the locker room with the players. And he's like, I got one more thing to say. Fuck. Yeah. I like the whole place erupts. They didn't beep it out. I, I, I follow a lot of sports teams on social media. They usually beep that stuff out. Loyal's like the hell of it. We're just going to put it out there. Like it's happening here. It is. It's real. And it's raw. What do we think about that? It's real and it's raw. You summed it up perfectly. I mean, those, those are the two words and, and that's all we're asking for. I mean, my favorite thing, one of the, the, the funniest little, I guess you could call it, you know, blessings in disguise during the pandemic uh, with soccer in regards to, to soccer and, and especially televised soccer, man, I loved, there were a few times where the, the quote unquote fake crowd noise or the augmented crowd noise would be either minimal or cut off on, on certain telecasts. 
and you would get to hear an actual, like you'd never heard it before. And I've been to professional matches in four or five different countries at this point in my young life. And I was hearing things on the pitch that I've only heard on like a handful of occasions when I've had the privilege of being pitch side at some lower league type stuff. And to hear it from a premier league game where you got to actually hear, and it's, I'm not even just talking about, you know, laughing about curse words and whatnot of like actually just hearing the sounds of the players themselves during a game. And so there's also going to be some language within all of that, that is, is going to be a part of it. And all I want is authenticity. And so I love that, you know, in a landscape where you have players who will have a beer with you after the match, because that's where we are and that who on their day could play against most any MLS team, that's like to say happy medium. I can't think of a better way to, to sum it up than that. It's like, I love the soccer that we have. I love, I try to sometimes tone down my F bombs. Y'all can tone it up and we'll meet in the middle. You know what I mean? Like keep, keep it raw, keep it authentic, have your beers after the game and play beautiful, attractive soccer, man. Like I can't think of a better balance then fuck yeah i'm fuck fucking yeah. buzzing now let's go get a win and have a beer afterwards what's the best part our fan. what's everybody's favorite part of that clip with landon the reaction from charlie adams probably i don't know it's pretty tough there's a lot of really good moments in that clip i think charlie adams reaction is right there at the top walking through so smooth like whatever's happening in the background total chaos behind me water's flying everywhere in the air button down shirt, just strolling through like he's on the runway. We actually got a couple SD loyal questions. This is a good time to bring it into the podcast. We, uh, we asked the question on Twitter earlier, any more player announcements coming trialist names. That's from Eric. I have no idea. I really do not know the answer to that. I don't know if you guys have any insight on any more player announcements coming trialist names. I heard, uh, I got a big scoop down in Chula Vista today that Steve Garcia Mm. uh, might be a last second trialist uh, for San Diego loyal. The, uh, the score of a, a, a huge goal in a San Diego soccer celebrity match back in 2019 uh, may be coming to a USL pitch near you. Uh, that was uh, a rumor spread by Steve Garcia himself at Three Punk Ales. So I don't know how much uh, stock it has in it. But look out for Steve Garcia for 2021 USL MVP. I would tell you this, scouting report on um... – Steve Garcia is that he's definitely talented out there, but he's definitely got a little Sergio Ramos to him and that he's a threat for a red card. Anytime he's out there on the pitch. I think if we had some, I was on his team with the soccers. I think Jordan, you and I were on the same team as Steve Garcia. We got snookered on all sorts of tequila before the match and uh, went out there on, I know that he got under the skin of the uh, opposing keeper for tripping him. So he's uh, you know, a bit of a wild child out there. We're going to have to be worried. I, I'd worry about yellow card accumulation for Steve. Eric, to answer your question, I don't know, like the preseason, we haven't seen a lot from the preseason. I think it's tough to really know what to expect from the club going into the year just because we haven't really seen it. I wouldn't be surprised if they have something up their sleeves. I don't right. know. Well, the one thing was Amel Gallabara ends up signing with, what was it, Minnesota United, I believe. So, you know, the idea that he might have landed with oil 
didn't happen. But, you know, this is the time also they're, they're waiting to see who might be available via loan as MLS season gets underway. What a start for Chicharito, by the way. As the season gets underway, you're going to have players who are considered surplus and, and they want to get playing time. And I think Loyal's got a nice little rep going here. Think about it. John Kempen is on an MLS roster. Rubio Rubin is on an MLS roster. Miguel Berry is back on an MLS roster. So, you know, I, I think that they would be a, an interesting spot for most clubs to look at if, in fact, they decide they don't have enough minutes for everybody on their squad. That does answer Alan May's question, any Ibarra news, which I thought he was going to be able to start the season with Loyal at this point. He does sign with an MLS side. I'm disappointed. I'm happy for him. I'm disappointed. I thought he would be, uh, clearly he'd be a great addition for Loyal. So, but we are happy for him because obviously he wants to be in major league soccer. Yeah. He might get loaned out. (laughs) I know a good place to loan him to Scott as favorite to start as the keeper against Phoenix. Trey Muse. Trey Muse, speaking of players on loan from Seattle, who was like the greatest college goalkeeper when he was there at Indiana University, uh, had the lowest goals against average. We've been around a little bit in training. He's a very vocal player. He's 21 years of age. He's big, big body, chatty, not afraid for a young guy to point out where he thinks all the defenders should be. Hey, look left, look right, look at it. He's, uh, he's got great presence there. Now, those are big shoes to fill, but I, I would tell you, Trey Muse, I would expect to be starting Friday night, Jordan and Nate. I don't know if you feel differently, but that's where I'm rolling. Nope. I am with you 100% for the little bit of, uh, you know, I know I said I had inside access at the San Diego Zoo uh, on Sunday. I haven't had near the inside access that you, Darren Smith, have had uh, at San Diego Loyal Training Camp over the uh, past two months, you would know far better than I. And I'll tell you what, that was a roaring endorsement uh, from a man who is known to spit the truth. So I am with you. I like the 21-year-old goalkeeper who is as confident as any 31-year-old goalkeeper I've ever seen. Like the, the, the young dude is ready to command the position, I think, this year. And there's a number of other, there are other goalkeeping options for this team. But uh, I side with the, uh, the endorsement there of D. Smith. Those are all the uh, loyal questions we got from social media. The biggest storylines, I think, going into the year, playoff aspirations, of course, uh, getting into the postseason for the first time, the new additions, Corey Herzog, among others, and then really can the, the difference in the schedule is the other big one for me. The fact that you're playing 32 games, the championship game isn't until November 28th which is not even close to now. So that is a very long season. It's much different than what we got used to last year. Well, that gets um, back to why real quick of like the concept of being is, is top eight, a satisfactory expectation. It's like, this is going to be a marathon of a season. This is back to a real season after a partial season. This is back to kind of a more real deal type operation after a, a kind of makeup season during a pandemic. And, and we're still on the tail end of this thing. So to have that kind of, you know, top of the table or bust mentality, I feel like is such a, a, a bad way to come into this thing. And it's like, hey, let's just make sure we're in the mix of the top talented teams in this league. You know, top five or six of this U- of the entire USL. I think that's a fair expectation based on what you're talking about there, Jordan. I have a fun stat. Darren doesn't want me to bring this up on the podcast, but I think I'm going to bring it up anyways. Nate, you got my back on this one? 
Should I, should I bring something up or should I just play it safe? I just, I, I sided with a Darren Smith endorsement there, but if it's a Jordan Carruth endorsement over a Darren's, I will 100% side with you. I don't, think, I, don't know, I don't know what we're talking about. Darren thinks this is going to backfire on me, but I don't think uh, it will. I have a fun fact for you, Nate. <laughs> Solomon Asante, who has won the Golden Boot back-to-back years, 41 goals in 78 games for Phoenix, scores tons of goals. Fun fact, zero goals against San Diego, never scored against Loyal last year. Junior Flemings did most of the scoring against SD last year for Phoenix. Junior Flemings no longer with Chandler rising fun fact. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm jinxing it. Darren thinks I'm going to get made fun of a little bit later on, but I don't think so. I don't think Asante scores Friday night in that brand new stadium. That's a really big moment for that club. And it would be very, very easy to be very nervous. And they've had a very weird preseason. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they come out a little flat. Oh. If, by very weird, uh, I, I want to know what you mean directly uh, in, in more direct language. What do you mean by very weird? Are you alluding to the fact that they played a lot of preseason games and didn't win a single one of them? Is that what you were talking about? They won a few of them. They had split squads. They played a thousand games in the preseason. Um, yeah, I, I, it's weird because New Mexico just beat the piss out of them in the final game, like four nil. And that threw me off. They put out a really good lineup. It looked like to me, that looked like they had a lot of stars on it. Um, I don't know. I'm just surprised. I I would expect more from Phoenix. And you say, you say New Mexico beat the piss out of them. Well, I take the piss right now uh, with any uh, Phoenix rising fans who uh, are, are somehow, you know, segueing into listening uh, to the unnamed soccer podcast. Um, I, I take the absolute piss with all of it because it's nothing but preseason. And we're going to talk about San Diego loyal putting, you know, ample goals past college soccer teams of Southern California. And we're going to talk about scrimmages against MLS teams and like cool performances against Seattle up in Seattle, like cool stories and preseason narratives that are, Nothing other than, and I'm sure the players and coaches and anybody involved with these teams would say the same thing. It's it's cliche as fuck, but it's 100% true. It's nothing more than preseason. And so the yeah. real deal starts on Friday night and you could see, you know, uh, an entirely different Phoenix rising than you saw through all the split squad action, through all the scrimmages, through all the preseason friendlies, all that. So I, I like cracking a few jokes but I also like that the jokes, I love this with comedy and a sense of humor when it comes to sports and a preseason and loyal about a two month long training camp. Like there's been plenty of time for jokes and shit talk. And is he going to stay? And are they going to make the team? Like it's been what you talk about with like a spring training baseball thing. It's been kind of like double that it's two months and, some people have gotten contracts and some people have come and gone and MLS low knees. There's been a lot of action going on for a quote unquote preseason. And I love the fact that you crack all the jokes, have all the sense of humor. And then the real deal starts Friday. Like the, the jokes end Thursday at midnight. And you can talk about all the preseason and Phoenix lost all their games and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, Let's kick this thing off. I love it, man. April, April 30th. Do I have the date right? Friday night. Yep. 
April 30th, you two out in Phoenix, Arizona, the unnamed soccer podcast finds a name like a fine country song out in Phoenix, out in Pahonix on a Friday night in April. Nate, I think it's an important point because it is just preseason. I'm not trying to overhype the preseason, of course, because I would be the first to tell you that I don't know anything about San Diego Loyal from their preseason. I didn't get to watch many matches from their preseason. I saw one, um, and it was the one, the most recent one against USD. I saw Ben Spencer rocket home a goal in the top left corner. That's my only preseason experience. But there's a you difference a great between stat, San Diego Jordan, Loyal and Phoenix. You had a great stat on Ben Spencer. Correct me if I'm wrong. You had you had a great stat on Ben Spencer. Actually, he became like a leading goal scorer in a, a an interesting category the other night. Well, I thought he had become the leading goal scorer for SD Loyal in the preseason. Um, I was told I was wrong. He is not the leading scorer. In fact, he is second. But he does finish the preseason with three goals in his final two matches, which made him. Which made him. What was it? The second uh, on the list, I believe. I thought he was uh, he was highest on the list of uh, of college goal scorers for the uh, for the week of of April for the for the the third week of April 2021. I thought he correct. Had- yes, he was announced as the NCAA Player of the Week. That's right. Yeah. Yes, good job. By the way, speaking of preseason, let's also not forget on March 13th, SD Loyal lost to Cal United Strikers. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I have a different expectation for SD Loyal than I do have for Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising's been around. They have deep pockets. Yeah. They have a brand new stadium. Uh, they, they have experience that San Diego Loyal does not. I, it's just, it's weird to me. I just expect more from, from Phoenix, I guess, at this point. And who knows? Maybe they come out and they win 4 nothing against San Diego. But... Maybe Loyal go in and maybe they uh, play spoiler in a brand new stadium. What is the name of that stadium? I cannot figure it out. No one puts the name to it. They call it Wild Horse Pass. Wild Horse Pass Stadium. Is that what it is? That's just the location where it is, right? No, no. That's the name of the casino. It's named after a casino, Wild Horse Pass Casino. The stadium is named after a casino? That's just like uh, Stadio Caliente. I believe that is accurate. For as much as we love Estadio Caliente, we can't make fun of a casino linked with Phoenix. But uh, we will be there for Chandler Rising against San Diego Loyal yeah. this Friday. Yeah, well, on Instagram, by the way, we uh, have made a commitment to actually doing a story that day of our travels since we'll be yeah. on the same flight. 100 degree temperatures, YouTube. Also, check out the website, unnamedsoccerpod.com. We never promote that. No. Anything else we need to get to, fellas? Was that an entire show? Did that just happen? <laughs> How long have Was we I gone? here for any of this? You were. Oh, I thought what? you were a very good presence through it all. We'll let the listeners, we'll let the listener at this point uh, decide that. You know, Jordan, you and I have talked all about, you know, the, the great art of radio. You know, we, we have a, an actual, a current uh, AM radio host, you know, a, a current radio host amongst us. Uh, right now, right. you know, we've talked about the magic a lot, you know, today of the, the, the magic of the medium of of radio, Jordan. And uh, I feel like there's there's something that you need to share in both classic radio form, but also to adapt to the modern generation and provide a little bit of a video component 
to to what you want to do to close out this episode of the unnamed soccer podcast, Jordan Carruth. Yes, Nate, that was very well said. Um, I have my 11 month old son's flashcards right here in front of me. And this is how we're going to go ahead and finish out the podcast today. We're going to go, we're going to do word association, footy word association. I'm going to give you words that my 11 month old son, Luca is learning. He only knows dad, dad at this point. He's very good at that. He repeats it over and over and over and over again. He's very good at it, but here are his flashcards. Are you guys ready? Here we go. The first one is by Jose Mourinho at Tottenham Hotspur. I like it. That was mine. Darren. Bye. Who am I saying bye to? The Super League. Oh, wait, your club's still in it. Yeah, I'm saying. (laughs) Well, we got to be in it. Our fans got to vote. I'm saying uh, bye to. uh, What's his name? John Henry and his lame apology. Sorry. Word association, Jordan. We're so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hats. Nate. <laughs> um, Here, I got a hat. Loyal hat. That's what I got. Darren's, I have uh, Darren's bucket hat. Darren's 2005 San Diego Padres bucket hat that he wore on a hot March afternoon uh, for a San Diego Derby between SD Loyal and 1904. When I think football romanticism, I think a hot Sunday afternoon at the OTC with Darren Smith wearing a 2005 San Diego Padres bucket hat. I'm intertwining sports. Fernando Tatis is like a young Maradona. Go back to word association. Go on. Shoes. Picture his shoes. D. Smith. D. Smith. <laughs> uh, I, I got Manny Machado. I mean, I got nothing. I don't know what. To... Basketball. Uh, Antoine Griezmann. Carlos Vela. Moon. Stoke. I don't know. I think of a fine Tuesday night in Tijuana with you two gentlemen in September of 2017 when uh, Tigres played Cholos beneath a full moon and the game, it was the makeup games. There was something that happened where games had been canceled. I can't forget, uh, can't remember what shenanigans had gone down uh, in Liga MX that time, uh, but games were canceled and there were makeup games. And it was a game that started at like nine o'clock at night local time. And it was under a full moon. That's what I remember. Huh. You guys ready for your last one? Yes. Yeah. Truck. <laughs> D. Smith. I was hoping it was, I, I saw it at first. I was hoping it'd be a bus, you know, like park it and all that sort of stuff. But truck, God. probably going to be a little bit of a reach, but um, speaking of loyal, they had a, a, an event on Saturday morning in North Park where I saw a lot of trucks being loaded and unloaded with good giveaways working with the Chicano Federation. I just happened to have seen a truck a couple of weeks ago. I know that, that Loyal was out there representing. Landon Donovan was wearing an inflatable unicorn suit. So I will say the, uh, the truckload of goods that was being given away to people in the community 
by the Chicano Federation and by SD Loyal. How about that? I love that shout there to the Chicano Federation, everything that Loyal did uh, this past Saturday. It reminds me of everything that the Emo Brown Foundation is doing down in the South Bay and Chula Vista. And to tie this whole podcast together and really tie my whole day together uh, here, sharing, you know, the microphone with with fine folks in the South Bay and now here with Darren and Jordan on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. When I think truck, I think of Steve Garcia in the San Diego Soccer Celebrity Match in 2019 plowing through everybody in his sight to get to that winning touch or that tying touch uh, for the 3-3 goal uh, in the dying seconds of that match uh, in 2019. Cheers to Emo Brown. That's what I think of when I think truck on a football pitch. Really well done. That was good. I think we you had one that. more there. You had one more there. The last one is flowers. Oh, Mm. I think of the flowers that were behind John Henry in the background. <laughs> I, I think of uh, I think of the flowers that Landon Donovan uh, uh, acquainted himself with at Estadio Jalisco back in uh, the the early two thousands. I think of Danny Rose, former Tottenham player. Glass in a glass, former Tottenham player. Tottenham uh, almost, almost breaking their 13-year trophy drought this past weekend. Uh, I will say, I will say, Nate, there was a special moment. I don't yeah. know if you guys noticed this. Not for Jose Mourinho. Not a special moment for the man who did not get to manage the League Cup final against Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, despite guiding his club to said League Cup final. The man who was sacked days before uh, this League Cup final, but what was uh, the the special moment, Jordan? There was that special moment. We all saw it. It was very early. It was actually right before kickoff. It was so nice to have fans back inside Wembley, but there was this brief moment right before kickoff, and the cameras were all focused in on it. The lights were absolutely focused in on it. Tottenham walked out of the tunnel, and they got within feet of that trophy. <laughs> And they walked so close to it. And then they walked right on by. And that was that. Did you guys see that too? I missed that moment. Sorry. I didn't even get to see all the glory. I slept through it uh, when it initially happened. Uh, Or no, I was at the zoo. I was already at the zoo uh, Sunday morning. I saw nil-nil. And I was thinking, hey, you know, Tottenham have a chance. Then I checked back in. I saw a reality kick in. I saw City uh, get their get their first trophy of what could be three uh, this season, what could very well be three Manchester City trophies. I really genuinely thought Tottenham and their adorable 12-year-old manager had a chance to, to get things done in, in this cup final, but uh, maybe they would have been better off letting uh, the, the, the guy who got them there uh, actually manage the who the, the, fuck, who the fuck do Tottenham think they are? They fire Potch. They have the balls to fire Potch, who brought that club to a Champions League final, and then they sack Jose days before they could finally win a trophy for the first time in more than a decade. Yeah, who do they think they are? They I, think I don't they get think it. They think they are a European Super League team. That's who they think they are. That's how Super League teams act, Jordan. (laughs) 
All right. Anything else we need to get to other than thanking our sponsors, three punk ales and sport clips. I think I've thanked three punk ales. Uh, yeah. Quite enough in this broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we should post this podcast? Possibly. I would appreciate, I would greatly appreciate a fine little bit of editing from the great radio producer himself, you know, from the, what did we say earlier? The, the Dr. Dre of AM radio, Jordan Carruth. I would, I would like a little, you know, post-production work to be done on this thing, you know, beautify this thing up, maybe just for the sake of the people listening. Okay. Nate, do you have anything to promote? Your pieces at SD Loyal's website have been phenomenal. Promote something. Oh. Thank you so much. Uh, no, none of them have had your names in them, uh, as Jordan oh, really? let me know uh, plenty of times. Uh, That's not Jordan, true. That's not true. Offended, You're a liar. Deeply offended by the lack of unnamed soccer podcast name drops uh, in the articles, but uh, you can I'm read about my friend. On this fucking podcast before you actually put our names in one of these stories. You he did give us a shout out. What are we talking about? We got a shout out like in article number two, column number two. Other humans. He oh, said he right. talks other, to other humans. Other humans. The other humans who I've talked through uh, through the pandemic and through all the different, you know, personal pathways of enlightenment and 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 self reflection over the last year and a half to four or five years. Uh, thank you to those other humans for having me on their podcast. I really appreciate uh, the platforms that they provide for me. Check out the stories that one of those other humans just uh, referred to on sdloyal.com. My homie, Josue Baltazar, one of the dopest artists in the San Diego area that I've had the privilege of coming across uh, in my five years in the cross-border community. And the latest article about the uh, four signees for SD Loyal, for the senior team, through the academy. Four local homegrown players uh, signing for SD Loyal, signing senior team contracts for the 2021 season. A pretty freaking cool experience uh, interviewing those four lads. Check out the story on sdloyal.com and keep supporting local breweries and support local soccer podcasts and support all of these wonderful individuals like Jordan Carruth, and D Smith, especially the Dr. Dre of AM radio and soccer podcasting. J J Ruth over there. We did not get to Darren's PA story. We will get to that next week on the podcast. There will be another podcast that comes out this week. It will be the official preview show with the interviews from all the players and coaches and executives from San Diego loyal that we had the opportunity to chat with over the weekend and then the next time that you'll be able to see Darren and myself live will be match day live in Chandler, Arizona, where Darren and I may just be wearing board shorts because it's going to be a thousand degrees, but we will be there at Wild Horse Pass Casino Stadium. Stadium. And we will go ahead and play spoiler to that brand new stadium. I look forward to it. I'm fucking buzzing. <laughs>